welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. Brought to you by Stag Beer. <clears throat> Stag Beer brings this episode to you. Stag in a gold can doesn't look good, but tastes good. Yeah, we're here to keep our sales numbers down. CEO busy, <laughs> makes enough money. We control our our labor cost with no marketing <laughs> or poor marketing. Yeah. It's they not, chose our not, podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you to stag for thank the 12 stag. pack of beer. Delicious stag. Thank you for sending it to us. Word got out that we were bragging about stag and a 12 pack shows up at the door. How about that? Yeah. Well, there's a little known tradition, meaning only a few families know about it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but I thought it'd be a good thing to share with all our 80 people that listen <laughs> oh we're up to 80 nice on the new year's eve eve as some of you will recall from last year when i barely made it back and <laughs> would have been murdered if i hadn't by my <laughs> wife because i went duck hunting into the storm of the year yes with my one-year-old dog which now my wife probably loves more than me back then she'd have been okay if he wouldn't have made it <laughs> he's warmed her up he's huh? warmed her up but after the storm of the year, there was a lasagna off. Yeah, the lasagna cook-off. But that wasn't the first time we did it on Christmas Eve Eve. Well, you just you opened by saying New Year's Eve Eve. Oh. Do you mean Christmas? Well, yeah. Eve Eve? Christmas Eve Eve. Okay, so we did it on the 23rd yeah, last New year. New Year's Eve Eve is not Christmas <laughs> Eve Eve. No. Uh, so, yeah, so you were late coming in. I had been challenged. Yes. By the great Andrew Rios, or the second great, not not the first great Andrew Rios, because he didn't win. No, he did not. He came in second. But the Christmas Eve Eve lasagna goes way back to when you bought Kyle pajamas, and even before that, <laughs> when we didn't have kids. Still never forgive me. But the best present ever that you gave my son Kyle was pajamas. Yeah, uh, the look that's of disappointment what I sent out there. Yeah, you're like he could use pajamas. <laughs> He's got every toy he wants. He okay. still talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> F and pajamas. <laughs> so great, but so you took a liking to making lasagna. And I took a liking to eating your lasagna. So then we've made it together, and it's yeah, wonder twins shopping together, and it's a good time. But so my aunt Carol, okay, and Glenn, who I live two doors down from in Abilene, all right, went to Hillcrest Church. So you know that they really thumped that Bible hard. Yeah, they're on the other side of the tracks. They had the Christmas oh, Eve East tradition. That's right. They were. <laughs> they had the Christmas Eve tradition. Okay. Now, now if you go to the stores. Kids, as you're listening to this podcast, if you go, this is a great idea, and you go to the stores, I think you'll find that uh, the lasagna aisle is a little picked over. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it, it is not just us. That okay. Likes, it's a Italian tradition. So I've asked around, and I've gotten a lot of, oh, we always do Mexican food, mm -hmm. or which normally means fajitas. Yeah, and then tamales on Christmas Day. I've heard a lot of which people. Which is a Texas thing. I've heard a lot of people do the tamales on Christmas Eve because they do the turkey uh, ham and dressing on Christmas Day, which is what we do. We do sandwiches. This year we're doing uh, multiple chips and dips. <laughs> You'll be in uh, Cabo Wabo. No, not till baby Jesus' birthday. Oh. But on Christmas Eve, we'll be down at my parents' and we're doing <laughs> everybody's bringing a different dip. <laughs> really? Yeah. So That's interesting. So I'm going to smoke some. Uh, salsa and taylor's gonna make 
cowboy caviar, and my mom's I'm sure will make just regular. And then queso, you'll go eat a Whataburger later, or what? No, no, no. You have a sandwich with it. Okay. Yeah, a nice, nice sandwich layout. Probably on a nice Hawaiian roll. A Hamoego sandwichi. Uh, not quite that good. Yeah, it'd be good. But the lasagna on Christmas Eve Eve is the bomb. Yeah. The the truth of the matter is I worked for New York-based firms for a while. Yeah. And my aunt, God bless her. Yeah. But her lasagna was pretty hacked up in Southern. Yes. Beef only. Yeah. And cottage cheese and, you know, for the ricotta part. And probably ragu for the... <laughs> oh, yeah, sauce. definitely ragu. <laughs> so it was structured like a lasagna, but it wasn't particularly good. And then when I started working for New York-based firms and I had Italian lasagna, it was like, oh, hold on. That's a whole different deal. Yeah, that tastes like lasagna. So then I became friends with an Italian guy okay. who I worked with at, um, at ING. And... He asked me how I made my lasagna, and I told him, and he goes, he just shook his head. He just goes, what kind of sauce do you use? Like, was he dismayed? And I said, I, I buy <clears throat> sauce. Yeah. And he said, Blair, I'm going to teach you how to make a sauce. Yeah. And I said, oh, is that important? He said, I don't know, Blair. Do you think, like, the type of wood you smoke brisket with would make a difference? So, <laughs> so... He looked at you like you were boiling a brisket. And yes. Okay. And so for 10 years, I made my own sauce. Yeah, I remember that. But the sauce game has gotten really good on the, in the market, so I just stopped. I started buying sauce. Cheaper. Yeah, God. And it's good all day Lord. with the stirring. Because the two times when you and I have gone to Central Market to buy your sauce needs. Yeah. We could... We could uh, when we were buying fifty six <clears throat> tomatoes. We could arm a third world country. Yeah, <laughs> what that bill was. Several bunches of basil. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was expensive. When you order a bunch of basil, yeah, that's you, why I started growing you're basil. In for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but good luck growing basil all yeah. the way to Christmas. You and Willie. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So now the sauce game is strong. Yeah. I get my sauce imported from St. Louis. Yeah, that's the place for sauce. It comes on a train down. <laughs> yeah, right from well, DeGregarius. Unfortunately, it only comes when it's really hot here, and then it cools off, and then sauce shows up. Yep. It's a pretty good gig I got. <laughs> and beer shows up. You got yeah. a pretty good little hookup in St. Right, Louis. So now you buy your sauce, but you still do your... You do your layering. Now, are we using Italian sausage or regular ground beef? All right. So so this is what the guy taught me in Philadelphia. He said, Blair, you're thinking too small. He goes, the, <clears throat> the beauty of a good lasagna is in the diversity of the flavors. Okay. So he liked to buy a uh, – so he, he had several pounds of meat, so keep that in mind. But he bought a pound of spicy Italian. Okay. A pound of mild Italian sausage. Yeah. A pound of ground veal. Pass. And so he had three pounds of meat yeah. and veal and two different types of sausage. So here, because I have to cook for David Ballou and his family and well, all that. No one's going to know there's veal in it. Not a single person would know. No. In fact, Stacy does not listen to this podcast. Yeah. There's lamb in this one yeah. that she's going to have. But she won't know. She won't have it freaking clue no so i did this year we did spicy italian mild italian and ground lamb All right. and the reason we did lamb is we had some 
<laughs> we're cleaning out our freezer before we move. That works out perfect. It worked out great. I thought you were going to say because our lasagna is ram tough. Oh, God, if it's tough, we're in a lot of trouble. You do not want tough lasagna. Uh, Italian noodles, uh, he insisted on that. He's like, don't buy any noodle from, you know, from, from the pre-world. Uh, now, that was back in the day before you could buy these oven-ready noodles, which are great. You oh, just yeah. throw them in there. You don't have to do all the boiling, separating, and everything. Uh, but the other thing that he felt like I was missing was really good ricotta. Okay. And down here in the South, when I make a pure ricotta lasagna, and I have not in a decade, I get, I, I see the the lowered level of satisfaction in the in the uh, faces of my ears. You, you can tell. So. What I began doing is I began calling it compromised lasagna, and it's half cottage cheese and half ricotta uh, that I mix in with a couple of eggs. Because people down here don't have the palate for a total ricotta. They need some cottage cheese. Well, I think people down here think it's too dry. That's what I mean. Yeah, they don't have the palate. So you either got to serve way more wine. Or put a little cottage cheese <laughs> Please, in there. Wine is never an issue at our place, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's always flowing. And so I put a little salt and pepper, and then I mix in some Parmesan cheese into the ricotta and the cottage cheese, and that becomes the magical middle layer of the lasagna. Oh, it's delish. Yep. So my layers... But I get get it. When you add that, it adds that creaminess to it. My layers go up, and satisfaction goes up. So Uh, what I started buying is those turkey roasting pans and making lasagna in those, because you can get... A nine-layer lasagna in that. And that's what you saw me making today. That's a full pan is what we call that in the barbecue world. Yep. So it's another buddy of mine from from Philadelphia, different guy. He had my lasagna when I lived in Florida. And he said, you know, Blair, I only got one one suggestion for you on your lasagna. He goes, your flavors are good. You need to double stack your noodles. And I said, what do you mean? Just like right on top of each other? And he sauced between. He goes, no, just... Right on top of each other. And so for the last decade or so, I've double stacked my noodles. All right. So it gives you a little extra hold up. So forever I made it. And as you know, I used to cut it, put it on your plate, and it would just fill up the whole plate. But the good thing about that is you could dip your bread in it because you had sauce and cheese running everywhere. But here at the What's Next podcast, you're about to hear a game-changing <laughs> if you're, lasagna tip. At, at the 11-minute mark, you're going to want to take out your note, your pen pad and pencil because I got next level. Yeah, there's going to be a green check mark emoji <laughs> at the 11-minute mark of this podcast. If we had the technology, we would do that. If we knew how to do it. We have the technology. <laughs> we don't know how to do it. Yeah, it's, it's one thing to have. It's another thing to know how to use it. But I was reading Anthony Bourdain's book, his cookbook. Right. And I got to the lasagna part, and I was interested. Uh, he uses a lot of butter in his, by the way. But the thing that he said was, if you've ever been to a restaurant and you eat their lasagna and you wonder, how do they stack this thing up? And how can you see all the layers? But when you cook it at home, it's like a soup. And I was like, he's talking directly to me. Yes. He said, cook it the day before and then just let it cool down to room temperature, then refrigerate it overnight yep. and then take it, let it room up, you know, room temperature up. And then when you're ready, you cook it, and it's ready to go because all the moisture gets cooked out of it, mm-hmm. and it'll hold up, and you can have those beautiful restaurant-style slices. Yeah. When I'd smoke turkeys for folks at Thanksgiving, 
They take it home. It's got plenty of time to rest. And then I say, 250 in the oven, slowly bring it back up. And they're like, well, when I cut it, juice comes out. I'm oh. like, I know, because we don't cut it when it's hot the first time. <laughs> yeah, don't cut it while it's hot. That's <laughs> a, people make that mistake with steak. They're like, Same. oh, I don't like blood running all over. Yeah, because you didn't let it rest. Exactly. The uh, While we're on the aside of chickens, yes, I was at a bar in St. Louis. Uh, and yeah. as I'm apt to do, I meet the stranger next to me. Okay. And it was right after the giving of the thanks. And he is crowing about how good his turkey was. All right. And I said, what did you do? He said, you're not going to believe it. I got it from Popeye's. I said, Popeye's is doing turkeys? He goes, yeah, Popeye's is doing turkeys. They sent it to you frozen with perfect instructions. He said, People were coming by and dipping their bread into the juice of the turkey. He said it was so fl- – he goes, I'll never oh. not order a, uh, a Popeye's turkey again. There was five sticks of butter. <laughs> oh, <day>. yeah, there <laughs> was. Absolutely. <laughs> they were feeding the turkey uh, butter. We always – we try different kind of crap when we're doing turkeys, but we've injected them with all the cage and stuff, and one, we just injected it with – butter just i mean yep. just melted i mean we injected the hell out of it it went from a oh we'll call it a strong safety to a linebacker <laughs> it was so big <laughs> and you just cut into it it tastes like a biscuit <laughs> it was awesome huh so he puts butter in lasagna yeah well he puts butter in the sauce oh, when, when the he sauce. makes the sauce oh, yeah okay. there's a, a couple sticks of butter in it sounds like new orleans yeah oh, it, i'd like some lemonade okay you start with butter <laughs> yeah. And you heat your butter up. <laughs> <laughs> the best turkey that I have ever cooked was at an LSU A&M tailgate. And I had brined the turkey. I had injected the turkey. Yep. And then I had smoked the turkey. And that turkey was delish. It was delish. So sometimes you you got to hop up the turkey. Is this kind of a... Yeah. Gangly piece of white meat. That one I did when we were by the LSU bus that was throwing fumes at us. <laughs> right. That was a good that one. That turkey was delicious. <laughs> but I injected that the day before. Oh, and you let it sit. Huh? And then I brined it and then Oh, it was it was injected while it was brining. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that, but I did. <laughs> there you go. I don't care. I'm a rule breaker. You 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 are a true rebel. So yeah, so uh I met now that I live in uh St. Louis part time. I have met several Italians, and those families do lasagna on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But not Christmas Eve Eve. No, they don't have contests with their buddies. They, uh, they just get down. I, just, I mean, you've got to just work it in. Did your family eat lasagna growing up? Was that on the Baloo? <clears throat> yes, but it came from what I like to call swans. Oh, yeah. Swans, not Stouffer. Both. <laughs> One or the other. You just heat it up. Swans uh, trucks always... Uh, Got me excited for fish, mm-hmm. if you were behind it. It always said fish. I don't know why. There was never a... Uh, my mom didn't make it, the whole thing. She would always just buy the Stouffer's, which is delicious. Yeah, fine. I mean, it's plain. <laughs> if you enjoy... Plain. Plain. You'll I mean, love it. I like mac and cheese. <laughs> With the little meat in there? Lobster mac and cheese is better, but <laughs> I like mac and cheese. Yeah. Lobster mac would be good. Speaking of lobster, yes, you know how you can see the escargot uh-huh. and the little snails are in those little holes on the plate? Yeah. 
So when we were at Kirby's Steakhouse yeah, the other night. Because I ordered that all the time. You do? Oh, man. As, <laughs> I order collard greens right? snails. <laughs> yeah, that's you. So they had lobster escargot, which was just chunks of lobster cooked in those little things. Oh, that sounds good. So, oh, it was awesome. Got to yeah. be way better than snails. It's like, how do you make it better? Butter. Yeah. Or yeah. hot sauce. Yeah, well, they weren't offered any hot sauce. I had two blacked out girls at the table anyway. So we were duck hunting last weekend. We get done. We come back in the house, and they had made this uh, almost like a lasagna now that you mention it. It was a layer of meat and then egg whites and then cheese or spinach and then cheese. Okay. And they're like, Dave, you're probably not going to eat this. It's got spinach. I was like... I'll eat spinach if it's in other stuff, and I only have to take little bitty bites. If it's not out of a can I of spinach. I just don't want raw spinach. Right. I was like, plus I might turn into Popeye. But <laughs> So then I saw some sriracha, and I was like, how do you kill the spinach taste? You put a little sriracha on that some bitch. Sriracha is the great enemy of, of spinach. Delicious. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Eggs, sausage, sriracha. I didn't even taste the spinach. No, spinach has a way of disappearing when you cook it. It just sort of melts into the... You know what I noticed, Dave, is the very first part of the urine stream. I don't know if I have really any accurate idea of where it's going. Uh, You know, the very first. I thought you were going to (laughs) say... Anything other than the very first part of the industry. But now that you bring it up, you think it's going that way. Uh I'm certainly pointing in a favorable direction. Usually, initially, a little long. (laughs) Because you underestimate the uh, need. Yes. uh, So long today was not my issue. It was left was my issue oh you hooked it <laughs> yeah <laughs> luckily not outside the bowl but so certainly just, on the seat oh so you were in the first cut <laughs> that's always good i mean because i'm usually on the back fringe first right. and then i bring it on back luckily i, I usually pee balada balls and they just come on back <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Actually, I do know what it means. I'm ashamed. And that's the new. That's the new PGA rule. Mm. Got to use balada balls now. Oh man, it's toilet seats have never been cleaner on the PGA tour. Well, <clears throat> I can confirm that your lasagna is delicious. It's unbelievable. But us getting together and just having all the families together. Because we don't all see each other very often. No, you and I see each other. We see each other all day on time. And we almost all saw each other for the World Series victory, but Don was in London. Yep, that was very close. And the kiddos aren't there. Taylor wasn't there. They go off to college. But the 4th of July, sometimes we'll have everybody together, and sometimes Memorial or Labor Day or something. But it's pretty rare that everybody's together. But this year we'll have everyone. And I was pressuring everybody. I was like, State, uh, Taylor was asking me yesterday, uh, what time are we having lasagna? I was like, well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> you will make no other plans. Yeah. Morgan's got plans that morning. I said, don't be, don't be making them with someone real <clears throat> fun. We're all of a sudden, you don't, where you disappear. Yeah. So she's going to come over here at two o'clock to learn how to make Don's fudge. Uh, Don's fudge insanely good. It is good. Yeah. So Dom was practicing today, getting her game on. Ah, 
Old practice fudge. Trying to get that whipping arm back in shape. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not quite as labor intensive as gumbo because it doesn't take as long. But I know. She pulls up a stool. She's looking at it. She's looking at the type of bubbles, and her arm is just. I know. I've seen. I saw my grandma do it and the divinity, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Divinity, God rest its soul. I haven't <clears throat> seen it in 20 so years. So we had some pecans this weekend. I had a, a good friend of mine dropped off. I sent him, refer him some business. He sent off some nuts, and I thought they were all the same. And I don't really like cinnamon pecans, but the ones on this side of the aisle, divinity pecans. What? It was a pecan with this light white crust on it that Ooh. tastes just like divinity. Oh, ho, 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 ho. He brought those over? Yeah, I mean, it just came in a like a package. Like, oh, he bought know. it. He didn't yeah, make it. he bought it. it. Okay. And I was excited about the spicy nuts. I was like, all right, <laughs> spicy nuts. Turns out there was an ace in the hole. And I have there, huh? one of those. And then the next thing I know, I got 30 of those. And then I'm wondering, <laughs> wow, it's weird. My digestive system is a little wet and messed up. <laughs> I have 45 pecans. So if those of you that saw the, the marker at the 14th minute, go ahead and grab me a beer, would you, Dave? You're going to want to look at the marker here at the 22nd minute because I'm going to give you another tip on pecans. So Don will buy a bag of pecans, which are great. I love eating a pecan. Good stuff. But then she will just do the simple act of roasting it. And, dude, does that accelerate the flavor of a pecan? Like, uh, the pecan needs, it wants, it's begging to be roasted. Not as much as it wants to be divinity. (laughs) Well, I was, I'm not fully realized in the same way that you are. I need to need a brand name on that. And I thought, I thought the spicy nuts were going to be the bomb, and they were good. <clears throat> but my goodness, we had a bunch of those over there. So it comes in a little round tin, uh, square, and they had spicy nuts in the two corners opposite of one another. So like if you're in four square, the server was spicy nuts, then to its right was cinnamon nuts. You're looking at the screen like we're not recording. <laughs> well, I'm, I am Googling uh, spicy di- nuts. pecan divinity. Oh, okay. And all I'm seeing is a lot of divinity with pecans in it. I'm not uh, seeing this magical nut. That, in the middle uh, of a podcast, you when you get the mouse and you look at the screen with concern, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, 26 minutes will never get back. <laughs> Blair has an important call coming in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I wanted to be able to give the the viewer uh, yet another hot tip. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I mean, I think the listener knows that there was a brand on that ten that somehow your eyes weren't weren't seeing. I'm very sure there was. <laughs> so, all right, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> but that yeah, that's got me a little fascinated, and so because of what I'm thinking is, is it's not too sweet. No, because I bet at all. I bet now if you and I went back and had divinity, it'd be way too sweet. Oh, it, you can only have one, <laughs> right? And we see three. <laughs> but these pecans, like the once the pecan broke open, it kind of got rid of the sweet, so mm-hmm. it was delish. I love it. So, Dave, you're going to be in Cabo Christmas Day. We go to the airport. I think seven thirty a.m. I have traveled many a Christmas Day. Usually, people at the uh, airport. Uh, surprisingly, are pretty pretty happy and in a good mood. Should there? I think they get paid double. Is there anybody in? Will there be a bar to give me a Bloody Mary? 
Uh, sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Uh, and do you have access to the lounge? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The lounge will be hopping. Okay. It'll be good to go. Because we have flown to Montana once and to Park Cities once on Christmas Day. When Stacy used to work, she had to work either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We would fly Christmas Day, and it was a breeze. It was great. I mean, there's nowhere to park because everybody on Christmas Eve <laughs> parks there. <laughs> yeah. You may want to Uber. So you Ubered for sure. But. Yeah. The uh, And we'll be going to St. Louis. Be back here January 9th, 10th, something like that. We're going to go spend a little Christmas with my parents on the 27th. Ah. And go to the Sparrow, which is like the nicest restaurant in Edmond. Edmond. So, I, did, I drove through Edmond the other day. Did you really? You're up on 35, huh? <clears throat> well, if by uh, the other day, November, when I drove up to Kansas. Oh, yeah, you drove right through right Edmond when you yep. went up to Kansas, yep. And I missed my zig when I should have zagged. There's a weird little turn where there's it goes into like five different directions. You go to into Oklahoma City mm-hmm. or out to Fort Sill or up to Tulsa or over. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I was actually on the phone talking business and I wasn't paying attention. I have missed a few exits in Oklahoma City because, quite frankly, you want to be a little distracted. You want to be talking on the phone. Yeah. If not, you get overwhelmed by the bleakness of Oklahoma City. It is ugly. It's very ugly. It's the only city I know of that is, is a city. I mean, it has an NBA team. It has yeah. buildings. But from a distance, it has buildings. you can see through it. Like, you can see to the other side of it. Tulsa has buildings. <laughs> yeah. Tulsa's pretty, though. It has undulation on the earth. Eastern yeah. Oklahoma gets a little undulated. I don't know undulation. Uh, <laughs> it's got bumps in the road. Tulsa's Man. a little rough, too. Oklahoma, it turns out Oklahoma sucks. But they got gambling. Yeah, they're a little ahead of us. They got the weed as well. Yeah, they got that old weed. But and, and how did they get an NBA team? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. It's a pretty well-run team, too. Because they have a casino, you think? The casino money buy that? Not that I'm aware of. It, oil money bought it. Yeah, they do have a lot of oil. Yeah, they got that oil money. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, on that, we're going to call this <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. From Lasagnaville. <laughs>